Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. I am your beautiful young host, Robert Anderson, joined by... Jack Kaljeski. Also, also old, beautiful and young. No, oldest time. Oldest time. After seeing that movie. Mm, we just saw the longest movie ever, but it was pretty good. What did we see? Guardians of the Galaxy, Vol 2. Vol 2. Turn it all the way up to 11. Just two, actually. All the way up to two. <laughs> Just Vol 2. Mm. Said the Vol 2. Mm-hmm. No, I... Yes, I agree with you. The one thing that you had said <sighs> coming out of the movie, I know we don't usually talk about these. No, but I had to say something. You had to say it was long. It felt pretty long. It's, uh, I think it's two hours and 15 minutes. Right. Which yeah. is, honestly, for most Marvel movies, not even that long. I think usually they can clock up to like three hours almost. But... I thought it was really good. I loved it. I liked it, it was a lot. awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Um, for sure. We've both seen all the Marvel movies up to this point, I think. Yeah, I think there might be some I'm missing, but they were not the good ones anyway. I was trying to take mental stock at some point during this movie how many Marvel movies we're up to now. Yeah. We got three Iron Men. Three Iron Men's. Three Thors. Well, there's going to be three There's going to be three Thors. Right. Uh, uh, two Avengers. Two Avengers. Two Avengers. Uh, three Americas. Three Americas. I'm out of fingers. Eleven. Uh, 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 Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Strange Doctor. Strange Doctor. Um, getting a, a, Sp- a Spider-Man. Uh-huh. There are, There's more, There were right? other big ones. Leading Guardians f- 1. <laughs> first Guardians. Now a second Guardian. So we're at 16. 16? Holy shit. But there's other ones that I'm, we're forgetting going up yeah, to does, the first Does Incredible Avengers. Hulk count as... Sure. Because like, that, like, that was actually before Iron yep, Man. That's okay. 17. What else was there leading up to the first Avengers? There's more than Iron Man and Thor. Iron Man and Thor. Was, Captain. Did Captain America come up before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that all of them? I mean, those are the main three. Who, Who else, else is in the, the Avengers? Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye didn't get a movie. Black Widow didn't get a movie. There's no X Men movies for them. So seventeen. That that at least that we at can least come up with off the top of our head. We're probably forgetting some. It's fine. And there's going to be more coming out in the a next. A lot more. Because what else? Spider Man is coming out this year. Spider Man, and Thor. Thor. And then the next. Guess how it for is that this year. everything? And then we're well. Does Infinity War just come out this year? Next year. Next year. Next summer, I believe. Is that's part one. Point is, there's a fuck ton of Marvel movies there's going into this movie. A lot. I will say, so when I first, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 1, mm-hmm. Ball 1, um, I came into that movie, I was kind of like done with the MCU at that point, because I yep. didn't really like Avengers, I didn't like the Thor movies that much, Iron Man 2 was bad. Um, Iron Man 3 wasn't that good. I, 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 like, I, like, good. I like Shane Black's take on it. Probably honestly. better than Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is a garbage truck on fire. But, uh, so Guardians, I remember going into like really cynical, being like, this is just be another one of these movies i just don't like and i loved it i was right. like holy shit and it kind of like revitalized my interest in the mcu and then like civil war came out and it was really good and like there were a few other ones and now i'm like back in the in the hot seat with it well guardians is an interesting position because it's distant enough from the rest of the core on the ground like avengers movies right. where there's a lot of um interwoven story going between those movies and now the characters all bleed together i mean Captain America 3 was basically an Avengers movie. Like, they're all yes. just... Yeah. But uh, Guardians is, like, its own thing, being off in space. But at the same time, introducing some of the, like, really big, like, big picture concepts with, like, mm-hmm. the Infinity Stone and Thanos and all yeah. that stuff. So it's, like, at the same time, removed, mm-hmm. but also, like, kind of has the in- bigger umbrella it touches. It's more of the intergalactic picture whereas like you know it's earth is being saved by the avengers, avengers the inner cities is being saved by the defenders because right. we can fucking talk about them right but your your daredevils your jessica jones your um the other ones uh iron fist iron fist and uh luke cage luke cage yes which i heard is good i haven't seen luke cage but um and then you get to guardians and i guess like doctor strange is going to be the like kind of a interdimensional yeah. savior, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know, we kind of have all the the bases are covered. The landscapes are there's a lot of fucking claimed. bases, dude. It's a lot of bases, but there's a lot of evil out there. I guess apparently <laughs> everyone's bad, Shit. except for the good ones. Um, but yeah, so, so this movie digging into this one, it is what is it? Uh, Daddy issues in space. 
There's a lot of a lot of family issues it's a lot. across the board, like familiarly. Mm-hmm. I guess before we get too deep into the plot specifics, like mm-hmm. what what was your impressions on it over the first one? Over the first or compared one? to the first compared one. to the first one, you know, I think the first one. I think I like this one more than the first one. I do. Like, I really like the first one because it was just so different. It was like a palate cleanser, yeah. especially for Marvel. And James Gunn is just like the visionary mastermind. Right. Like, he really makes you feel like it's it's 70s in space. Right. And it looks and awesome. It, for me, the first one really nailed the part Star Wars, part mm-hmm. Star Trek, part Fifth Element. Like, those three together coming yeah. together. and to it does it all very well. Which, who knew, I think, like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a pretty obscure Marvel property yeah. in general. But they, mm-hmm. they managed to pull off this really good, like... Smaller ensemble cast, right? Right off the bat, like band of misfits in space, like mm-hmm. doing space pirate kind of stuff. They're like not really good at their job. And they're, they're always fighting. They're sort of antiheroes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think it it's fun. And I mean, they're all antiheroes. Like yes. Captain America is maybe the only true, true like I'm a goody goody superhero. I would say the Avengers at this point, they're all pretty like they've good, come good. around. Yeah, but they definitely. But they started all as started as like I mean, like what's Tony Stark's piece of shit? Yeah. I guess Doctor Strange is kind of a piece of shit. Most Starts of them off. are pieces of shit. They start off as pieces of shit, and then they're like, "Now nah, we're good at this." Till the redemption. But um, I, I like the the sort of the sense of fun that Guardian, the first Guardians of the Galaxy had, and I think they nail it as well in two. And that is starting to bleed into the other Marvel movies. Like I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy, it, it's like it made it okay to laugh. Right. Whereas, like, I do think I was getting, but I guess like Avengers is actually has some like pretty funny moments. Oh, strength of the Marvel universe in general is, is that the they've had a sense of humor pretty much from the get go. Like, Iron, the first Iron Man had it's some pretty funny. funny moments in it. Yeah, especially when you compare it to like the fucking dims, like the I just super hate grim oh, dark, grim dark DC movies. Oh, they're so sad. Everyone they need is to so lighten serious. up a little bit. Which, if we want to take a quick aside, they showed a new Wonder Woman trailer before this movie. Look pretty good. And it showed a bit more like humor going on, yeah. Um, especially with Chris Pine mm-hmm. and his character and interacting with Wonder Woman. That movie could be the only good one. Could be the saving grace of that movie if they let themselves like lighten up a little bit yeah. and inject a little bit of humor in. I just think it feels a little bit uh, Captain America. Maybe because it just feels like a little Captain America to me. Sure. Because like the, that's how they're like, kind of positioning. I mean, it's set during World War Two. Well, I think this is World War One. Oh, is it? Okay. That's like their. Like, it's not World War Two. It's not Captain America. Uh-huh. But I'm curious about like all that Amazonian shit looks cool. Whenever she's on the islands. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. It seems like that movie will take a tone shift. Some... I like that the movie takes place when the sun's out. Yeah. Yes. Which is normally not <laughs> definitely not <laughs> like, something that DC does otherwise. No. So back to Guardians. Um, yeah, the, like these movies are really fun, and like I do think that you could watch them. With the thing is, like, the first the first Guardians of the Galaxy. The only thing I didn't like about it is it got really bogged down in like the expanded universe mumbo jumbo at times. Yeah, there's a lot of being like the Infinity Stones and Thanos and blah 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 blah. blah which there's like, less weird. of that in this. Movie. There's a lot less of it. That's why I like it kind of more. Yeah, um, you don't even see Thanos. Like they mention Thanos, but they just assume you know who he is at this point. You know, right? Yeah. If you've been watching all the rest of the movies, yeah, but even not like they don't those those like seeds or like those like connective tissue points that they throw out in Guardians two don't really uh, it doesn't ever bog down anything. Where I do think in Guardians one, I don't know if you remember, there are moments where it's just like get back to the things about this movie that are good, right? Stop talking about the nonsense, right? Stop talking about the Infinity Stones, yeah, we don't care. Um, which is really interesting that they. I kind of thought this is where they would start to rope the Guardians of the Galaxy back into the Avengers mm. and kind of connect them, especially with the bigger, like, you know, again, they mentioned Thanos, but, like, I was expecting it to go more towards, like, no. I thought maybe even you would see another, like, Avenger or something in this something movie. In it. No, but instead we got, I thought, I could have sworn we would get some, like, Doctor Strange, maybe. But I think he's I think he's going to be in Ragnarok. But at the end of the day, like, this is a much more intimate story that yeah. takes place in a huge giant space world thing right. which is but awesome it, it's still dialed in because it's focusing around these characters mm-hmm. and like i said uh, at the top like a lot of a lot of focus on family issues yes and those kinds of themes and, and I a lot of them get resolved i'm actually like genuinely sentimental uh moments there's definitely still like tear jerky. It's not towards the end of the film for sure, but there's definitely some like tear jerky like they're kind of sprinkled like, throughout yeah, yeah definitely like um well, before we let's yeah, keep, yeah, yeah, let's keep it spoiler free for a little while longer. Um, 
But in general, I thought it was really funny. I mm-hmm. laughed a lot. It got a little bit... At some points, it was a little too, like, nudge-nudge. Like, we know the funny bits of this, and we know yeah. that you, what you... Like, the jokes that you like from the first one were kind of winking and nodding at you about those. Yeah, but... I do, like... Uh, I do feel like there are times where, like, they're all having banter together. Like, like they're actually not all in the same room for all of the movie. They kind of get separated into different right, groups. Right. And I feel like those moments are stronger when they're kind of segmented than when they're together all together. I feel like there's a little bit too much back and forth. And, like, they're just... Like, some of the arguments they're having, which are meant to be funny, is just, like... You guys just aren't even fucking saying anything. It feels though. a little bit forced at yeah, times. Yeah, it's not really... Like, it's like, oh, well, we have to have an argument. And then this stupid, crazy thing happens. And right. it's funny but it's not like i don't know how smart it is or like how i just feel like it could be done better i think their banter i think there could have been better at times definitely and that's what i mean i think some of the banter was a little bit too like wink wink nod definitely nudge nudge back to the first one but at the end of the day like we were laughing we laughed a lot laughed a ton yeah definitely had quite a few laugh out loud moments and then quite a few like you know, touching sentimental moments, Absolutely. moments as well. No, I really hit, like, it kind of covered all the bases, and I, I will say, even though I, I do think it's the longest movie ever, in the period, like, you know, I have gray hair now, but uh, I do really... Uh, the touch of gray looks good. It's, it's right. good. Yeah. I, will, it's, I have, like, a everyone's favorite Ooh. English professor now. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. I do think that, um, I forgot what I was going to say, because I was saying salt and pepper too much. Hmm. What are we talking about? Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I liked it. People should so see it. So colorful. That, it's, it's, I, it's like face-meltingly gorgeous. Like, it's I, just like, I can't handle this movie. That was one of the things I liked about Doctor Strange. Like, I think Doctor Strange is an okay movie, but the visuals yeah. were very colorful and eye-popping and, uh-huh. and um, very pretty. This movie, I think, blows it, it yeah, out of the totally water. blows it out of the water. Like, well, they made Missouri look fucking beautiful. Yeah, that first shot. is amazing. It's just... Just normal people driving, yeah, in a but car. Like the color treatment on that on that kind Incredible. of Missouri countryside, like the grass looks purple almost. Yeah, like it's never looked like I, I'm not, I've never been to Missouri. I shouldn't say that, but it's, it, like I feel like a movie has never made Missouri look so but good. That's just kind of the color palette of the entire movie because yeah. everything is super saturated and very mm-hmm. colorful. It's like neon. I mean, there are a lot of shots of just outer space where you're seeing like nebulas and galaxies and stuff, and those are. Super beautiful. But, but even just, when you're in like dirty pirate ships and things like that, like everything's very visually interesting. It is a strong look. Yes. Across the board. I think it's good. I think the new Thor movies definitely taking a lot from Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think is like because I don't like the Thor movies at all. I think they're fucking dumb. But <laughs> I think uh, this new one looks awesome. Well, it's Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti? What does he, he do? He has done he did What We Do in the Shadows, he did Hunt for the Wilder People, oh. and he's done a bunch of Flight of the Concord stuff. So he's going to kill it. It's going to be... I'm, gonna I'm be really, really excited for it to get weird with him, because he has a very yeah. like distinctive New Zealand weird kind of sense of... Like, quirky kind of sense of I mean, of Jeff humor. Goldblum is in the movie. So. Right. So right. that's good. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? No. I've, you, I've seen um, What We Do in the Shadows... And I'm familiar okay. with Flight so you're familiar with like his his brand of humor. Yeah, it's dry and it's it's dry. But it's dry, but it's like really surreal and like really funny. Yeah, it's very funny. He yeah. has a very distinctive kind of. It'll be interesting to see what he does without everybody having those New Zealand accents because I think that is very much like a part, part of, of his it. Sense Maybe of for humor. us as like weird Americans, definitely. But um, it, I'm very excited to see him with like a lot of money behind one of his projects. Well, even the, the beginning of the trailer where Thor is just like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. I'm like, that's really funny yeah <laughs> like that's such like it's like a cliche like like beginning of like a kid in high school movie how am i getting this pickle oh geez how am i gonna get out of this one hulk's here my um, hammer's broke my hammer gun all broke but yeah, yeah that it looks good yeah uh i would say there there was probably a dip in marvel movies for a little while i think the twos a lot of the twos like in the after the first a lot of the first after the first avengers movie i think there were some dips yeah. But it seems like they're hitting their stride again. I think they've been killing it. I, mean, I think, like, Civil War really, like, propelled... Guardians and Civil War back-to-back really propelled them in the right yep. direction. And I really liked Ant-Man as well. I haven't seen Ant-Man. Ant-Man here is really good. Ant-Man is fun. And Ant-Man I like for the same reason that I like Guardians. Because it, it... Well, the humor, yes. But also it's sort of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, while still existing in that universe and, and fitting yeah. in, it doesn't depend on you having seen any of the other movies to really get it or mm-hmm. to, to understand what's going on. Whereas yeah. if you go in to see Civil War, even Captain America 2, without seeing 
any of the other movies. Right. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, it's, it gets a little confusing. Yeah. Whereas, like, Guardians, you only really need to see the first one. But even then, I feel like you kind of... Even seeing Guardians 2, just just see it without the seeing it. The first one, you get that you get the, the origin stories of these characters yeah. and how they wind up on the same ship together as mm-hmm. a team. But I think, you know, you don't really need... I wouldn't suggest seeing this without seeing the first one, but it, it is... You could. It is a fun movie you on its own. still like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it has its own plot that is pretty disconnected from the first movie. It's just the history that the characters have with each other that you you would be yeah. missing. So... Alright, so we're 16 minutes in. Now we can get into some... Let's get into some... You want to get into some some, um, some specifics? Some specifics. So it's a movie about dads. It's a movie about papas. So Ego, the living planet, comes down to see Peter. Or saves Peter, I guess. So what do you... I mean, I don't have the like comic book uh, background to I don't know, know that Star-Lord had that kind of... Uh, I knew, lineage, but they, they hint at that in the first movie where they're like, oh, you're part human, but also something part... Something else. Something else. Or like your dad is like, you know, not on Earth or dead. Right. So right. I, and also, I don't yeah, know. His yeah. dad does not live on Earth. Um, I really love... Okay, well, let's let's do the thing where we kind of go through the you movie. You want to walk bit. it through? So the beginning of the movie opens with... Well, who plays Ego? Uh, what's his Kurt name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's playing Ego. Uh, him and his CGI face... Went oh, over. yeah. <laughs> Young Kurt Russell. That's weird. Uh, the yeah. hair didn't bother me as much as like when he's smiling. I'm just like, you have a robot face on. Yeah, you're, that's not your face. That you is put, not your someone face. Someone put your face on someone else's face. Oh, yeah. But, they face um, off to you. Have you, been, have you watched like Adventure Time? Oh, yeah. Do you, have you gotten to the points where they talk about like Finn's dad and he meets Finn's dad? Um, is that, yeah, his dad it's, is kind of like a dick, right? It's, and it's very similar. Also, like some sort of galactic. Like space uh, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, so. It's very Star similar. Lord's, Star-Lord's dad is a god. Essentially. He's Ego, the living planet. So Making he's... Star-Lord Hercules, basically. Yeah. I guess that's true. Because mm-hmm. he's half-god. Right. Um, but so Ego... So it starts off with, like, you know, fake uh, Kurt Russell and uh, Star-Lord's mom driving around and, like, they're kissing and in love and he plants this, like, blue thing. He's like, oh, man, one day this whole place is going to be covered in this beautiful flower. And then, and then uh, he plants his his white things, his in white things Star-Lord's in Star Lord's mom, and then he makes a little Peter Quill, right? And then he takes off, basically. He dips, right? Yeah. And then we're back with with the the Guardians themselves. The they're gang. a team now. They're they're just mercs, kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, which what did you think of that opening credit scene? At first, like. So like it's kind of like the whole banter problem that we kind of discussed earlier, where it's yeah. just like, well, I gotta put on the music because like Peter loves music, and he's just like, I think that's really silly. I'm like, we're talking in circles. Right. It's kind of annoying me, but the payoff was really good. That scene was I, I really mean, good. It really hit home in that first scene, like how pretty and colorful this just movie amazing. is. Like, yeah, so many colors in that first scene where they're fighting that giant Cthulhu intergalactic uh, elder god thing. thing. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and just have like Groot kind of like baby Groot just like dance around and do his thing and like uh-huh. fight little guys while this whole like huge, huge battle is happening in the just background. like going on off camera basically. Yeah, it's a really good intro. Yeah. So like the joke paid off but it was the beginning of like I don't have that many problems with this movie, but, like, the one that we kind of discussed is, like, my main gripe. Right. Um, Just being a little too self-aware and leaning on those jokes that seem a little bit too, like... Yeah. Not actually good jokes on their own, but jokes on being, like, depending on you having this sort of prior history with the characters. like Prior history, oh, but also it's just, like... dancing. Like, that's a joke. Yeah. Because people love that from the end credits, which, it is super cute. Love them. I was going into this a little worried that baby Groot was just going to be basically a minion because people love the minions and should feel mm. bad about that. Luckily, he seems to be... He's a little better than a minion. He's like uh, comic relief in a comedy movie. Like, kind I of, but yeah. I was afraid that they were going to lean too heavy on that. No, and I think that they're going to... By the end of the movie, you kind of learn that he's not going to be... We'll get there. Baby so long. Yeah. Um, so opening credits is cool. What's like the next like big chunk of the movie we get into? When is he... Oh, so they oh, the fucking gold people, right? They're awesome. So they're they're doing this whole the beginning of the movie open or like when you see the guardians again, 
they're doing their gig right now. They're, they're working for these gold people. These gold people what, who are... What was it called? The uh, planet... Um, oh, I... What was it? Planet Solidarity or something Oh, like it that? is Solidarity. So there are a bunch of gold people who are I don't who actually like, think it's Solidarity. That was No, but it's something, it's something like that. Solitude, though. something with an S. Oh, fuck knows. But they're they're really funny because they're like very like uh, uh, serious and like have high opinions of themselves right, and are easily robotic. offended. Yeah, like perfect society. Um, and then Rocket Raccoon steals their batteries and as they get he pissed does. off as he would do. And then they send a whole fleet of Ender games after them. Yes, which is an awesome scene. The Ender's game team was pretty good. It was really good because like. Just in general, this is a very violent movie. Like, they murk a lot of people in this movie. I don't think it's that... Especially because I was thinking... Because when we were watching it, I was thinking about the violence in the movie. And, okay, there is... Like, when we get to, like... um, What's this? The Ravagers. The Ravagers and, like, those scenes. That's when it gets pretty, like, everyone is dying. It's not even... I don't have a problem so much with... But after seeing, like, Fate of the Furious, I feel like that's, like, a way more violent movie. I suppose. Well, they sort of, like... Same rating, you know? Anybody in a car doesn't is not a person because they just blow them up. Like, that no is problem. true. Yeah. But, like, just the, the gleeful way that they kill people in this movie. The scene where, um... What's the name of the blue guy? Yondu. Uh, Yondu. The it's scene Michael where, Rooker. Michael Rooker. The scene where Yondu uh, gets his base... He gets his arrow back. Uh, the scene where, like, he gets his arrow back, like, he... Just goes on a murder spree. It's him spray. and Rocket Raccoon just, just like killing everybody. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. But yeah, because like, it's him and Rocket Raccoon who also build up a rapport in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, their relationship was really cool. Like them being kind of like cell buddies for a little bit was really fun. Let's talk about some of the like the like the 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 relationships that they build in this movie. Because like yeah. you have it's really it's an interesting dynamic that they have going on because you have um Star Lord and uh, Ego, his yeah. father, played by Kurt Russell. Yes, Ego is his biological father. He's this cosmic god mm-hmm. um, that that sent for Star Lord in the beginning for Peter in the beginning of the first movie. He yes. gets picked up by Yondu, but then Yondu takes him in as like a mercenary, as one of the Ravagers, and raises him as a son. As his well, well like, sort of like, but you have that kind of playful like relationship there where. Yondu's like a tough kind Yondu of... Yondu's like a tough, you know, pirate. school of hard knocks kind of dad. Yeah. He's a pirate. He's He takes Peter under his wing, but like, Peter is under the impression that he just kept him around because he's small and is useful on the ship. Good for thieving. He, right. And he didn't want to give him to Ego because he, he needed him or he wanted to use him for his own personal use. But mm-hmm. you kind of see after a while that there's more to it than that more to the story and there's this sort of conflict between um your who your biological father and the father who raised you right you know and yondu even says at the end of the movie like he he's your your, father he might be your father exactly yeah and it's this kind of i like how they had that sort of dynamic between yondu who who really raised star lord and Mm -hmm. might have been like you know some tough love and ego who is like this god, this biological father, this this thing that Peter has been sort of like the mystery idolizing of in his, his head, himself, yeah. Right. Um, this this mystery that he he didn't really know his father, and then the reality seems to be is at, that he is this god, like right, that's the but, best case scenario in theory. But then the the reality seems to give way to yeah. the more sinister, because I mean you could see it coming from the top that Kurt Russell was going to be some sort of sinister character the thing is i was i was actually about to say like i was gonna say most people probably would think it's pretty obvious that kurt russell's gonna somehow betray them right but he just seems so fucking nice well it's kurt russell he just seems such a nice guy it's kurt russell being charming ass kurt Kurt russell so i'm just like watching the movie i'm like for no for such a long time when he started turning bad i was like oh yeah he has to do that at some point but i like forgot that he was gonna probably be a bad guy well when so it's not happening in the movie halfway through the movie when they hadn't introduced the big bad like yeah, there's no villain. But I was so engrossed in, like, the drama happening. Right. And, like, I like how kind of the catalyst for them having to separate and a lot of, like, things coming to light besides Star-Lord getting saved by his father is Rocket Raccoon and Star-Lord having an argument. Right. That's really the kind of, like, 
first main catalyst for the movie is that they're having like a pissing contest about who can get through this asteroid. Right, when they're field. racing from all the, uh, the Ender's gold, Game ships. All the Ender's Game gold people. Yeah. And like, it's funny because like, uh, I like how in the ship, like, there can only be one pilot at a time, but they communicate to, to the audience. Because, and like, also you can switch. You can just switch it, which is stupid, but I do <laughs> like how... That joke is serviced by a very, like, easy kind of gag. And I liked how it was just, like, you knew what was going on. They didn't have to, like, overtly, like, explain the whole thing. Right. And um, you knew that they could swap back and forth. Yeah, it was good. Um, but they're, like, arguing about that. And then it, like, results in, like, them crashing on this planet. And then Ego lands and introduces himself. Saves them. Well, he saves he them does from save all them, the right. endless He just fucking zaps them all. Yeah, zaps them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at first, I was, I kind of thought, like, why does there need to be this sort of um, competitive relationship between Rocket Raccoon and Peter Quill? Yeah, it's a little. Well, what did what did you think? What did you? Think? I, I felt like that was kind of forced. Like, yeah, Rocket Raccoon is sort of like prickly, like in the first movie. But like, yeah, but it didn't point, seem like they were arguing. The I, I, it's been a while since I seen the first one, but it didn't seem like they were at odds like the whole movie or anything. No, it's and just it was always one. like it always sort of like playful, like pissing contest kind of thing. They were right. never actually got mad at each other. No, whereas in this one, they're they have like like kind of beef, which I, I would say doesn't really get fully resolved by the end of the movie either. No, and it doesn't. I don't really think it has um, that great of a setup either. Like, there's no reason for them yeah. to really like have this competitive services, relationship with each other. Yeah, it services them crashing on the planet. It like services that I gag, guess, but, but there's not really much else to it. I mean, I kind of wish there was a little bit more. I guess like you could read into it like. They're so similar. Because remember when Yondu's like talking to Raccoon Raccoon and he's just like, I know why you're so fucking sad. Because you and me are the same dude. We're right. like the which same is, fucking thing. Which is a good, I guess they, they build that in with him kind yeah. of pushing his friends away. Mm-hmm. So they can have that sort of emotional resonance with Yondu later. Yeah. Because Yondu isn't the same as he has a very prickly exterior and he's like all tough love. And yeah. Peter thinks at first that really, you know, he, he was like, he kidnapped him. And, right. But really he actually cared about Peter. And he saved him realistically. And you, you see that um, not only with the reveal, you know, that actually the reason that he didn't bring Peter to Ego. Because he is was because, bringing kids to Ego and Ego and was that Ego training them to death. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have that sort of, uh, resolution where, um, Yondu was protective of, of Peter in, in, in previous times as well. Like every time Peter sort of double crossed yeah. Yondu, he kind of, he's okay with it. He's okay with it. And he lets it go and he yeah. lets Peter go. I mean, that's why there's a mutiny on the which ship. Which is why there's yeah. a mutiny on, on mm-hmm. Yandu's ship, which is the other major source of conflict in this in movie. In yeah. With, is Yandu's Ravagers mm-hmm. mutinying and uh, sort of overthrowing his rule on the ship. And right. then uh, Rocket Raccoon, Yandu, and Groot having to escape from the ship. Right. Which I thought was a great scene. That... That scene was awesome. I just love the the, the scene where Groot has to, because uh, what is it? Yondu's his like controlling arrow fin gets shot right. off his head by right. um, uh, the sister of the Green Girl. Oh, Good. yeah. What, what is that character's name? Hold on. What's the Keep Green? Talking. Okay, oh. so so it, she shoots it off his head. Is the is the Green Gorora played Gamora played by Zoe Saldana, and then Nebula is Karen Gillian. Is is Gamora also a daughter of Thanos? Yeah, so the they two both of them, are daughters the two of, of them are daughters of Thanos, which okay. is the other relationship that I wanted to talk about because that was probably the other emotionally yeah. resonant. Um, that also is, gets resolved in this film in a great yeah. way. I think I think so. the two of them um, had this competitive relationship growing up under Thanos, where he would make them train with each other and constantly fight each and other. And Gamora was always. Gamora the winner, would always win, right? And the reason that Nebula has so many robot parts right. is because every time she lost a fight. Thanos would rip a part of her off and replace it with a machine. Which I think is like really like has a strong emotional resonance. Like I that whole so. relationship between the two of them felt you really felt like pathos for yeah. Nebula and like her like you understand why she's like psychotic. I mean like literally her, she said her brain got ripped out. Right. And her like replaced. eyes and her brain, her arm, like mm-hmm. he was actually Thanos was actually like tearing those things. parts of her. Yeah. Just from this competitive relationship that she had with her sister. Yeah. And there's a very the, the the maybe the like ultimate resolution of that um, kind of 
competition between the two of them because mm-hmm. they have their own fight scene together. Yeah. Is where she said, you know, you always wanted to win. All I wanted was a sister. Right. And I thought that moment was, like, really, like, emotionally impactful. I liked it a lot. I mean, because it kind of shows, like, how Gamora, like... You know, because you're thinking, it's like, why do you even care about her at this point? She's trying to kill you so much. Right. But then, like, you understand, like, Gamora is, like, also at fault. She's also a part of that problem because she would never let, like, Nebula win. Because she right. was like, I need to fight to survive. And Nebula was just like, maybe we could be... Maybe you could not win so I could keep my arm. Keep my fucking time. brain for know. a second. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was cool to kind of, like, see that. The scene where Gamora picks up the fucking machine gun. That was pretty badass. I loved it. And I, like... So... <laughs> They kill people in this movie very gleefully and yes. quickly. And then when when it comes to like taking back the ship with Yandu and mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon and Groot, like, and they have that scene where they're killing off everybody, like people just get die left and right. Oh like, yeah, no, no, they kind of really nilly all over the place. The rest of the characters in this movie, our main characters in this they movie, are borderline invincible because yeah. because Gamora shoots uh, Nebula's ship with that Which giant was, machine. It was gun. already on fire, right? And she just picked up this giant machine gun that shot off the ship which to be fair nebula was just shooting at gamora with yes but she just like litters the ship with bullets and blows it up As just much- kind of to like teach her a lesson yeah or- because it was weird it was weird because like she does i, cause I was confused because i'm like well she's not gonna kill her Right, because she saved her. It was weird because like she could have just ran in there and saved her anyway, but they just wanted to give her the fucking machine gun. You could tell. Like, oh, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah. I love. I love that scene aesthetically, but like it was weird for her to like fuck up the ship more and then and then like just take her out. You know. Like, yeah. It was weird for that to be like the resolution of it. Right. But then. Uh, but I mean, they had to have that have that fight again. Yeah. They and they to, needed like, to like. Work out their issues through their fists, they had and the that's cuffs. that's when you get the scene where where Nebula says like I just wanted a sister, right? Because Thanos was of the things that Thanos did to me from mm-hmm. our our competitive relationship, right? And I thought that was that was good. It I was mean good. that she Nebula in the first movie was just sort of this antagonist character, like they were mm-hmm. sisters, but you never had they didn't she really was just like the bad touch, sister, right? They yeah. didn't really touch on like. Why she was the bad sister. Right. Why she is so angry at, at uh, Gamora and mm-hmm. why they have this relationship. And I think the resolution there was really strong. Yeah. And I, I, same with with the other relationships in this movie. Yeah. Everything gets resolved really well and it's all like... Because like the big, the big ones are the sisters, Rocket Raccoon and Yondu. Yondu. And uh, Peter Quill and Ego. Those are like kind and of the... And Peter and Yondu. And Peter and Yondu, for sure. Right. But those are kind of the big pillars of emotional conflict kind of happening. Yeah. And then the smaller side story with Drax and uh, um, Mantis? Mantis, Mantis, yes. Her name is Mantis. Mantis is a really cool addition to the movie as well. Yeah, she's a good new character. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Um, She was funny. And her and Drax kind of like going back and forth were... Was were, funny. Was, were funny as well. Drax is hilarious in this movie. Drax is pretty he fucking funny. He said everything he fucking says. Dave is Batista so killing it again. Just like doing he it. really, really did a good job. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Cooper as well, I think, is Rocket Raccoon. Like, yeah. You know, he was. He was sort of being a jerk. And, like, that is part of the, I guess, bigger relationship part as well as mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon's need to push everyone away. Right. When it's really he feels the most vulnerable. Yeah. Um, was good and having him resolve that with Yondu, I was thought really was really cool. Was cool. I didn't think they were gonna kill off Yondu, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they but I almost felt to, like he was I, just like, I gotta go. I only signed on for two movies. Two movies, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking that as well. But like the the cast of this this movie is so there are so many people in this movie. Uh, the big one, well, besides uh, was it David Hasselhoff showing up real quick? That was a great cameo. I was just, I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I like that was yelled. an awesome cameo. Uh, I think David Hasselhoff apparently is going to be is going to cameo in the Baywatch movie as well. Good. Um, I can't wait. To, I that can't cameo wait is going to be hard to, to top over this one because like Kurt Russell morphing into David Hasselhoff was really? pretty amazing. It was shocking. I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, but then Sylvester Stallone, also a great cameo. Also, he's just so he's the well, he's not the Ravager leader, I guess. He's just another sect of the Ravagers, right? Um, but he shows up in the movie and it's shocking and I don't understand a word he said. No. And he just like, he kind of like, just sort of like, uh, 
You'll never be between It's like, what is wrong with your face, dude? Like, it's stapled on at this point. There's like a conversation between him and Yandu, and they're both doing like low growl man talking. Yeah. It's just like. And then Sylvester Stallone's just like, I still liked it. It was awesome. I love, <laughs> I love his, I love his like shoulder lights. Weird, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, and he's he's hanging out with that White Walker guy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're all oh yeah, Iceman and um, and the rest of the gang. Right. Who is that lady who was one of the Ravagers? Because we both thought I was just like, is that the girl? Because she looked like the girl who's in Thor, right? Uh, is that what you were the saying? New Thor. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure. Exactly I don't think it is who the she same is. Person. So apparently, the same so eye makeup. So. There are five after credit bits to this movie, which I think is pro- probably what what contributed to it feeling so long. I thought it felt long. Like I remember when we were so the scene where Rocket Raccoon and um, Yandu do the like super jump where they have to hit seven hundred planets and their faces. Oh yeah, go, I love that scene. That was great. That scene was amazing. That was them learning a lesson, I think, from Doctor Strange. Like, I think so get too. A little weird with yeah, it. Yeah, do some weird visual shit. And but, that um, weird visual shit was awesome. It was sick. and so funny. Um, where was I going with that? Mm. About it being long. But I, mean, I remember. So we get to that point, and I remember thinking, like, I think this is the middle of the movie. Uh-huh. And then I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, it wasn't exactly the middle. I think we were like heading towards the end. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you know, we we're past halfway. The movie because the characters start getting segmented. We're kind of traveling between three different points at all times. Right. So they have to resolve all these threads, which I think they do really well. I think for an ensemble cast movie. This is like if any anyone out there who's trying to write an ensemble cast movie, watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they Especially start off in the beginning all together. together. They have that first bit of the movie where they're uh, protecting the batteries, and mm-hmm. then they have the escape scene. They're all together. Then they sort of break it up, mm-hmm. and Yondu's off doing their own thing. They bring in Yondu. They split the team up. Yeah. Uh, Peter, Drax, and Gamora go to go off with. Ego, Ego to his planet. You meet the new characters of Ego and Mantis, Mantis. and then uh, Yondu, Rocket Raccoon, and Baby Groot, Baby Groot kind of wind up together. So mm-hmm. like they're kind of split up for the majority of the movie. Yeah. Then in the final act, act they of the get movie, back they, together. They're all back together, and then you have this big um, fight culmination thing. scene where they're yeah. all together on the same planet. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that was done really well. I, I like to talk a lot about how, uh, like, Rogue. I, there, when I was listening to uh, Gary Witta, who wrote Rogue One, yep. he mentioned how one of his favorite scenes in Star Wars is Return of the Jedi. And Rogue One's last scene is very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi's last scene, where you're kind of intercutting between um, the space Endor, battle, the space battle uh, against Death Star 2, the Endor battle, and then the Luke Skywalker Darth Vader fight scene. You're intercutting right. between three scenes. So for this whole movie to kind of, like, have this balancing act of these, like, three different pillars, which I think other movies have done before, but I just think that this movie did it really well. Right. It helps the pacing of the movie to have separate yet interesting things going on at the same time. Like, anytime they get to a point where something really interesting happens with Peter and Ego... They cut back to Rocket Raccoon, and it's still and, you're still and interested. It's still good in that story. because their prison break scene with Groot is probably the best use of Baby Groot. Yeah, like this whole time. Oh my god, it was so funny. What is with Guardians of the Galaxy and like man sleeping piles? Because they did that in the first movie too, in the prison. Like it's oh, just like a they? bunch of dudes like sleeping on top of well, you each gotta other. Take a nap. They do the exact same thing on the ship, the Ravager ship in this movie. Like they just like to have big piles of men sleeping men on sleeping top together. of each other. Yeah, I love Taserface too. He was pretty good. That was good. He was pretty good. It was a good bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, so the movie like felt long, but it also didn't. Like, I only kind of noticed the longevity of the movie just like... Because like, when I started to think about like how much they really squeezed into it, but it didn't feel like it was squished. Yeah. Whereas like a movie like... Um, I didn't see Age of Ultron, but I've heard like criticisms of that movie felt smushed. You haven't seen Age of Ultron? Who fucking needs to? I heard it wasn't that good. Is it's it good? not that good, but I feel like it's, it's maybe your biggest... Um, you're not going to understand what the fuck is going on. In the I rest understand of these it. Movies. Everyone's got glowing rocks, and they put it in Vision's head, and he's Jarvis. Okay, 
Is that the movie? Pretty much. Okay. The yeah. robot with the with the, who looks like kind of a pumpkin is dead now. Yeah. Uh, the Ultron. The Earth, <laughs> Earth is threatened by Tony Stark building a robot. So in order to beat that robot, he builds another robot. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I figured it out. Tony Stark doesn't learn. No. But he still kind of doesn't learn. Because remember at Indiana Iron Man 3, he's just like, I'm going to not be Iron Man. And then he is just Iron Man again. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, I don't have the, uh, the shards in my chest anymore. I can Iron just Man things. is maybe the weakest. Like... Well, it if, started off as the strongest, because Iron Man 1's a great movie. If, I think Disney should be ready to kill Iron Man. Because yeah. I think that would that would be a big moment for the Avengers, mm. and I think they need to kill Iron Man. Well, I think Civil War, like, a big gripe I have with Civil War, because I really like Civil War. But Civil War's gripe, great. A big gripe I had is, like, when they had the superhero face-off. Mm-hmm. It almost didn't matter because no one was going to die. Like, they like, only wounded War Machine. They didn't kill And War it was Machine. like, you know, the scene seeing him, like, learning how to walk again is, like, fucked up. And it, it's, like, hard to watch. But, right, but de- I think that a death scene is where, needed. A death was needed. The scene where War Machine gets shot out of the sky and they're, mm-hmm. like, picking him up, I think would have been a lot bigger if, if they he was just dead. actually killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think, I think Infinity War is going to be two parts, right? We're I gonna. Think I think we're gonna see some big someone, is gonna die. I think we might get a few. Because they, they have to. You think they, they have, need to clean house at this point? Not clean house, but like who's, you know, who's already had three movies is not getting a fourth one. Let's clear. They clear. gotta go. Yeah, Iron Man. I think is like top dog to get murked. I could see Chris Evans maybe dipping. Mm-hmm. But then we have more big characters like Hawkeye should have died like seven movies ago. Yeah, but I think Hawkeye <laughs> has finally come into his own. Because Hawkeye has always seemed like kind of like he's never been a that character that is just like, yeah, he's fine, but he doesn't really have any superpowers. He just shoots a bow and arrow, and he's like not that interesting as a character. But mm-hmm. I think in Civil War, wait, was he in Civil War? Or am I yeah, thinking he, Age of Ultron? No, he is in Civil War. Civil War well, is in, the one in, where his family takes is uh, is. I think involved, that's right? Age of Ultron. Because you learn more about him in Age of Ultron, I think. Because okay. I my, I don't know that much about him. My point is, I think they're finally starting to give like Hawkeye. His a due. little more justice, a little more due, yeah. yeah. Um, which it usually is about <coughs> when they kill a character. I was about to say, so. like, you usually expand a character's background, yeah, just so you can give them sort them. of some sort of resolution, really hook you on the character, and then. I mean, that's what them. they did with Yondu, pretty much. I mean, not that they yeah. give you more background, but the you having his crew m- mutiny against them, and then him literally destroying the majority of his ship, all of them, yeah, killing all of them, leaving like, just that one guy. You know, he became one of my favorite characters. Because they were gonna kill him off, they knew what they were doing. Right. And his, his funeral scene—that's a good scene. Is a really good scene. Yeah, I really liked it. I do think his death. Uh, I was gonna say it felt forced, but it also is what it is. Yeah, and they probably only good. signed him on for two movies, and it, uh, and it worked out really well. But the the Ravager funeral was pretty cool at it the end. Sick. I want to be space cremated. Throw yeah. my ashes into space. You turn into glittering rainbow. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I that want sounds that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, the movie is like you know, visually stunning. It's, I think it it's really funny. Yes, it has good emotional resonance. Mm-hmm. I think the character banter sometimes feels forced, but for the most part, there's some good interactions there. Yeah, Baby Groot wasn't too much of a minion. Which no, he was I'm good. Glad they um, pick up all the balls from the first movie and they keep the juggling yeah, going it, really well. They really do it well, and it's yeah. colorful as fuck. The action scenes are really fun. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Well. I feel yeah. like we didn't really talk much about ego and Peter Quill's kind of interaction um we know they had like father issues resolved and like yeah. the whole like um the scene Yonder where thing. they actually play catch i i think it Hit was me a little bit it was a little sure. on the nose like it may be a little corny but like but it, was it, good. it got me it for sure i think it's interesting like not that it's surprising but that peter quill like i almost wish he maybe had more of like a um because the minute he finds out that ego put the tumor in his mom's head he just loses his shit. Right? He, he, just, so. he just lights him up. Which yeah, is literally, cool. literally snap. Like before, before you even cut back to doesn't him, doesn't even pause. Ego is getting shot at. You're still like on that scene, and yep. he's just getting shot at, and it's it's amazing. It's such a good scene, right? But I do think like I would have liked to see him more. Maybe it was like the Star Wars enemy kind of like struggle with like him being like this god character, like kind of him struggling with his own like immortality versus mortality right. power versus no power but he doesn't i mean the character doesn't even bat an eye like he destroys the planet yeah he's he, just like no we gotta he, do as this. soon as he finds out what happens to his mom and he really gets is he's is like i don't want no part of this shit of ego's plan to basically mm-hmm. 
become the entire universe and like wipe Rick and out. Morty episode. Yeah, it is it actually is completely that Rick and Morty episode. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it. No, the episode where he like uh, you find out that like Rick's ex girlfriend is uh, this uh, being called Unity, and she's can take control over a whole planet and okay. like make the whole planet be like under her basically brain power right it's very similar mm-hmm. um spoilers which he doesn't he he doesn't even bat an eye at that he just completely is like no yeah. and from then on he doesn't he doesn't have that conflict like he just completely turns on kurt russell i think the idea is like the power of friendship and the power of like you won't sell me on the snake oil shit kind of right. but i, I mean the, i think line, i would have oh sorry there's a line from uh zoe soldano where he's he, he you know, Peter says to her, like, because she is, she initially encourages him to go to Ego. She's being supportive girlfriend, not girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And uh, to, to, like, meet his father, even though he's somewhat unsure from the beginning. This guy's um, lying. Right. There's something right. going on. And yeah. she says right at the beginning, like, hey, you know, if he's, if we'll go check it out. If he's, you know, if it turns out he's evil, we'll just kill him. Yeah. No big deal. And they do. And they do. <laughs> um, but she also, there's a scene where Peter says... I'm home. This is my family. I finally found my family. Right. And this is when they're Zoe's starting to think. Oh, Zoe. Um, uh, Gamora, Gamora is starting to think like there's something up here. There's something wrong here. Right. And she says, oh, I thought you already had found your family. So, yeah, it's the sort of like the conflict between biological father, father that raised you, biological family, fa- a family that you really that you are put together actually, yeah, is actually family. an earned family versus a given family. Right. Which I think those things are hit on really well. I guess you don't really need like too much of a conflict of him being like, maybe I should be... I guess I wanted to see him be a little bit more selfish for a moment. But the thing, I guess at the end of the day, like the minute that guy owns up to me, like I killed your mom. Right. It's like, fuck you. Which Seriously. I don't know why... I still don't fully understand why he had to... Uh, I think the point was... he could have just scooped him either way. He could have just I think the, the point was that... her like he actually fell in love with her and she would have interfered with his grand plan of taking over the universe that's weak though because she's just a person like because at the end of the day he's also a a god like and it's his thirst for power and 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 changing the universe to be what he sees as perfect yeah i guess you're right I love the scene where he's like putting his body back together and he's like starts off as a skeleton oh, very, and then turns into it was like, very Hellraiser like Hellraiser like, like forming flesh and reminds and me of like a, it was like Dr. Manhattan from uh, Watchmen a little yep, bit yep yeah I thought that was cool yeah movies movies cool I definitely it's recommend it's a cool movie it. I liked it yeah, a lot definitely recommend seeing it yeah yeah should have said that in, uh, at the top before uh, you should see this movie before we describe the entire plot in detail but yeah, well You've probably already seen the movie if you're this far, but I, yeah, I liked it a lot, and um, I'm down for more Marvel. I guess I, I, I guess. really I, like. I, I think they might have to clean house, though. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. they got to do something. Well, to by keep the end fresh. of the, by the end of Infinity War, we might be looking at a very different Marvel. Well, I think uh, James Gunn is kind of like helming Phase Three. Phase this three? is like phase four, I think. Uh, no, I think they were in phase... I think technically we're in phase two. Phase 420. Phase... I mean, we're going to die before Marvel's done. That's oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Marvel and Star Wars are going to outlive us <sighs> very much, so... Not Mark Hamill. He's getting old. He's getting old. Yeah. I mean, they might have to Yoda Mark Hamill at the end of uh, Last Jedi. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I hope they don't... Force Awakens got so criticized for being a little too New Hope. I'm really hoping that they give us a little something different. They like parallels in Star Wars trilogies. They do, but we've only gotten one of these. Well, I guess we got Rogue One too, but Rogue One's a different monster. There's parallels for sure. Yeah, I think if you want to see them break the mold with Star Wars movies... The in between Star Wars stories yeah. that they're doing, like Rogue One, the Han, Han Solo, Solo movie, movie. Uh, and, and the maybe, whatever they do, the third movie. Please on. be Obi Wan movie. Yeah, I want that. Who did they? Who's the rumor that Obi? Who's gonna helm the Obi Wan movie? Um, oh, know. you didn't see this rumor? It's yeah. a, it's a. Oh shit, I'm forgetting. Um, because I think Ewan McGregor is like one of the best parts of. The prequel trilogy. Yeah, he's the only good he's, part. He's one of the of few. 
Um, that and the Naboo Cruiser is always really fly looking. Yeah, that was cool. I do like that guy. Um, the aesthetics of the movie is interesting. It's just the acting and the story and the things that make I, I would movie really like to. Really Ewan bad. McGregor is great, and he's, he's good. Almost getting to the age where, with some makeup and stuff, you know, they could Hugh Jackman him and make him look well, older. He could, he could do both, really, because yeah. they could youngify him, and he wouldn't look like weird Kurt Russell. And they could oldify him, and he would look like um, Alec. No, uh, Alec Guinness. Right, right. I he's, know some names. He's not actors. quite. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know bad. one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I finally got this. Um, the the person rumored to be helming the Obi Wan movie mm-hmm. if it happens, Sam Ismail. Sam is Oh wait, what is is that the guy who did Mr. Robot? Yes. Oh, that's a very specific rumor for it not to be true. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's true. I hope it's true. Hopefully it's true. That would that. be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, final thoughts on the flick. I like this movie. I. I I think I was kind of walking through it before, but I think there's a lot to like about this movie. I think it's really good. I I guess I also am down for more Marvel. More Marvel. Um, Thor looks really cool. Infinity War is the test though, because that's this. The like, Infinity War is the is the is the wheel turn in some way. You gotta stick the landing on that too, because everything has sort of been building up to Infinity War for like for, since the for beginning, like, really. Like going on twenty years. When was the first time we saw Thanos at the end of a movie? It was Avengers or before. Uh, it could have been before, honestly. When did they introduce Thanos? Maybe one of the Thor movies? He's been in our after credits theme uh, for a while. For a long I, time. There's so many at this point that it's starting to blur together for uh, me. But they've been building this for a long time. Infinity War was always going to be. No, I think the, it was the first Avengers that they introduced Thanos. It could have been. Because the bad guy from the first Avengers was doing it, was like working for Thanos. Yeah. Well, according to our list before, that's almost 10 movies ago. Fuck. So this is a big, it's a big deal. I mean, like, do I think they're going to fuck it up? No, because they've really been killing it lately. I do think that like either Marvel had a change of leadership or they just like figured it out, but, uh, they've been killing it lately. Guardians 2 is good. Civil War is good. Uh, Doctor Strange is pretty good. Ant-Man is good. Ant-Man is good. Like they just, they're doing good. Yeah. So we'll see. Thor looks... I don't think Thor's going to be bad at all. I, hope, I think it's going to be good. Like I said, Taika Waititi, I'm really excited to see him get weird with that movie. Jeff Goldblum is in it, yeah. looking David Bowie as fuck. Yep. That's going to be sweet. Well, I just like that they're giving people like him and James Gunn, like, they're giving them, like, the helm. They're being like, all right, let's, like... I think... I honestly think it's because, like, seeing where DC is really failing is showing Marvel. It's like, all right, well, don't get anywhere near that. Uh-huh. We don't want that shit but, at all. But seriously, they're going to run out of actors <sighs> and actresses. Everyone is in this movie. It's true. And all the movies. They have run out of people to put in these movies. I mean, Hollywood there's... is like tapped out. Like who is left? Name some, name a person that is not in a Marvel movie. Brad Pitt. Okay. He's the one though. He could have been. Pitt might almost be too big. He could even, he could have been Kurt Russell's character if we really wanted. That's who he would be if he was in those movies. Brad Pitt though. is the he right be... age to do that, but yeah. he's still not like, I, think he's I don't big. think. He's just doing World War Z fucking movies. It doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, the last movie he was in, he was in Leonardo. Allied. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is too big for these movies. I probably, you know, that's Tom like Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, those are people where it's just like we do, we are, because they don't need the fucking money. I guess not all these people really need the money, but like, they I like would, it. if I were them, I would want to be in one of these movies. I don't know, but I'd want to be the right person. Yeah, like, they brought in. There were a lot of people in this movie that are are now in the Marvel universe that are like kind of bit characters in yeah. uh Guardian the Guardians universe. Did you know one mm-hmm. of the voices at the end in the post credit scenes? I guess we could talk about the post credit scenes. I hate them. Well, I don't hate them, but it's just like Ugh. there are so many. Yeah. There does not need to be five. I mean like some of them are fun. Like uh Yandu's the I don't remember his name, but the the character that gets Yandu's Oh the guy um, with the grills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh playing with the arrow. That was kind of funny. That was funny. Um they're all fine. I like seeing Teenage Groot. Teenage Groot was pretty funny yeah. as well. Um, the Gold Lady. Yes. Oh, making Adam. Ayesha. Yes. Ayesha? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... Adam's a character in the Marvel Universe, right? Yeah. Adam Warlock. There's, there's, I got an article up here that's discussing the, the post... It. 
Warlock plays a key role in rallying heroes against Thanos, destroying the gauntlet and separating the infinity gens once more. So I guess there's like, that's another character. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I think that's like a comic book reference that they're just like sprinkling in there. I mean, he's gonna, I mean, if he has that much to do with like infinity war shit, then he's going to be, we're going to see who that is. I thought Adam was the guy who had the thunderbolt on his suit. No, I think that's a different Adam. That is it Adam? That though, might even right? be a DC character, actually. Oh fuck me! Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then there's Teen Groot. Like we said, I think that's just going to be Groot's going to keep growing. They'll yeah. probably reveal I think... him at some point. There's going to be a big Groot reveal. Yeah. Um, I think by Infinity War, I because I, I don't think we're going to deal with like Teen Groot. I think by Infinity War, he's going to be Groot Groot again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then a big Stan Lee cameo at the end. Apparently, he's like a. It's, like, revealed that he's, like, one of those guys, like, the guys that he was chilling with are, like, he he's, like, some, like, character in the Marvel Universe that Stanley is, like, that character in the MCU that, like, can travel between dimensions and time. Yeah, this here is saying that the idea is that Lee's cameos have been the same character in all the Marvel movies. He's this character in right. Marvel, yeah. The theory suggests that Lee's various cameos are actually depictions of the same man. A situation made possible by the reveal that he's a watcher. Yes. Mm. So some bigger picture stuff Which is here. Fun. Um, this is an article on polygon.com. Let's sort mm. it. Uh, site, sort. Site. Site. Sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm... Oh, and the other the other scene was mm. Sylvester Stallone getting the other um, Ravagers back together, right. sort of. Which I guess they were actually a... Um, other Guardians of the Galaxy team in like an alternate universe or something. Oh, uh, they're like the Suicide Squad kind of like, something like that. Weird shit like that. Because he said it's like let's go steal some shit, and I was like, oh, I that's kind of. I think in in the comic books it was other. There was a, a different lineup of Guardians the of the Bizarro Galaxy. Guardians. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm really excited about with Infinity War is seeing the Guardians interact with the rest of the MCU. Yeah. Because they've been separate for the longest right. time. And I thought we were going to get more of that, at least in, like, the post-credits scene. It's weird seeing Earth getting ravaged by, like, a thing and, like, stuff, by the goop the stuff. But like, that, but, like, the Avengers kind of have nothing to do with it. Well, I think it was kind of a quick thing, you know? It was yeah, just it just happened, like, like... What the fuck was this? Yeah. And that might be how they bring in the, the Guardians to yeah. Earth. Like, they're going to have to go back to Earth at some point. So. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. There's a lot of Marvel shit in the future. Yes. Like you, like you said, Marvel will outlive us. Yeah, it's likely. true. I mean, we have years of comic stuff that they're building off of. But I think, you know, Guardians is fucking good. I'd I'd watch an, another one in a Good-ass movie. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to watch the first one again, because it's been a while. I just watched it the other night. Oh, so it's like a little bit more in it's your head. It's pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And I think this movie is better. Yeah, I think so too. I just think it does a really good job of continuing it. Yep, definitely. You know. Yep, it's bigger. It's bigger. There's more people involved, but it it, it they've learned to not get into that sophomore slump like they had with mm. Iron Man two, probably Thor two. That's true. This is it. actually one of the. It's probably the best two best in sequel, all of the movies. Yeah, yeah, probably because the three sometimes get pretty good. Yeah, but this is definitely the best. Like numero dos. Yep. Yep. They avoided that 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 pitfall that sequels sometimes have, where it's mm-hmm. bigger. There's more characters, but you lose some of that intimacy. I think because this movie is not a bridge into a third movie. Right. It's just another adventure. Right. You know? Yep. And it's its its own thing in a way that I think makes it yeah. strong. Because Age of Ultron's always being the bridge to another thing. Like, yep. this is always being like, they're always being like, well, the third movie is where we're going to get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay know? tuned, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And this had its own, like, complete own arc. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, anything to plug? You have. You just got an article on the site? Or uh, you... It's not up yet. Okay. I have an article coming up soon. March. Uh, sorry, May. Holy fuck. We're in May already. We are in May already. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. So Story Screen is doing a bunch of screenings on mental health mm-hmm. um, or involving the subject of mental health. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is going to be screening at some point this month. Memento. Memento. Um, a documentary I actually chose called Tarnation, which is, uh, if you want to be really sad, go see that fucking movie. Go see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of good movies this month. Stay tuned for Jack's article. Um, I have a review on Free Fire on the website. If you have not seen the movie already and want to hear my opinions on it, check it out. Want to give them the cliff notes? Mm, I thought it was okay, but not amazing. There you go. Yeah. But uh, I seem to be like the most like negative review 
I've read. It's still fun. Oh, wow. You fucked up the Metacritic. Yeah. I'm really, you know. Wow. I really fucked everything up. Cool job. Great job. So, yeah. Stay tuned for more shit. We like this movie. And we like you. That's that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm Groot. Me too. Bye-bye. a tree Dominic Toretto's a twig he's baby tree in this one so we got a movie by, by baby tree blue man group uh, Chris Pratt green green woman and the rest of the gang's all there raccoon boy yep the whole the whole movie gang's all here <sighs>